Jesus said. Promise of the Father, the Spirit that proceeds from the Father, poured out by the Son. We welcome you, God, three in one. We welcome you. And just say yes to what you want to do here tonight. Amen. So good to be here with everybody. <coughs> got our Norway dudes here. We got Morgan. She didn't come as far as from Norway, but she came from Idaho. And great uh, ball. So we're not hardly familiar with that. It's good to have you. Um, we want to welcome a star. Can you guys come up here? Oh, look at this. Supposedly, that baby's real, although it looks like a little <laughs> model doll. It does. Oh, we got sweet. Hello, doll. This is the watch here. Right. 
I would welcome uh, this kid here, but he's hardly a kid anymore. Zeke, maybe you want to stand up before us all? There he is. The newest teenager among us. Ezekiel Culbertson. Presenting us with a fresh mustache. <laughs> Sorry to embarrass you, but you were awesome. We are glad to have you, and we bless you as a teen among us. You know, and there was something special about age 13 with the Hebrew people. Uh, so we bless you in the name of Yahweh and in, in the name of Yeshua. And we ask for all the ancient blessings of God the Father to rest on you. And we salute you as a young man in our midst, and we welcome your gifts. We welcome who you are in Christ. We welcome you as a watchman, like your name says. We respect you, we honor you. In the name of Jesus, bless you. Oh, thank you, Mark. You were you were kicking me, saying, "Hey, uh, uh, I'm your brother." Yes, you are. Yes, you're the brother of the teenagers. Guys, um, like I was just saying to Zeke, Zeke has a unique name. He has a unique personality. He has unique gifts. The Bible says something in First Corinthians. It says to each one. To each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit. Now, that's a big word, manifestation. Does anybody want to guess what that word might mean? Manifestation. Okay, you do? All right, what do you think? How brave, though, to, like, guess at that big word. Think you know that we forgot? Yeah. <laughs> Cohen, you got anything? Cohen's like, let's handle this. Come on. Z, do you want to help us out with the word manifestation? What do you think it means? It is a little bit challenging to explain. Good. Well, I heard you right. You said, in, in context, someone becoming a manifestation of God. Yes, that's the whole point. Solomon has been given a manifestation of God. Samuel has been given a manifestation of God. Zion, Cohen, Phineas, we each have been given a unique representation of God. A manifestation is just kind of like a showing or a revealing. So Jesus is going to look very particular and unique through Cohen. Jesus is going to look very unique and particular through Zion. It's going to be the same Jesus, but he's going to look different with Cohen's skin on Same Jesus, but he's going to look different with Zion's bow in his hair. You each have a manifestation. You each have a face of God. Phineas has a face God that only belongs to Phineas. So, we just welcomed a new guy into our family, little Leon. Does anybody know what Leon means? Oh, sorry. 
Does anybody else know what Leon means? Lion. So we welcome the little lion cub. And though each one of you guys have your own name and you have your own unique manifestation, did you know that you're all little lion cubs? And I can tell you why. You have been born from God and born through Jesus. And one of Jesus' names is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And when you say yes to Jesus, that means his blood flows through you. And if you're, you've got the blood of a lion, that makes you a lion. So you are a lion cub, just like Leon back there. But you guys each have your own roar. You each have your own, yes, exactly. You each have your own growl. You each have your own name or, you know, you know, whatever you would have as a female. Or fur, exactly. You each have your own unique manifestation of Jesus, of the line of the tribe of Judah. And before we break it down, I want to tell you that one of the reasons I wanted to talk about everybody having something unique, because we have some friends here who are from a unique place. They're from Norway, which is a different country. And we are so glad they're with us, and they get to share what God has given to them. So let's break it down on unique. Yes, quietly. We're gonna do it for our friend Phineas. We're, we're gonna we're not gonna do a loud lion roar, okay? We're gonna do a, do a baby cub purr. And maybe a little bit of growl. Unique. I don't think we can get something now, right? Here's you come to the announcements. Hey, um, I'll make this one first. So um, Nicholas didn't realize he had his uh, sister's birthday party. So she, he was supposed to be on for kids tonight. So unless you have a volunteer, and if you want to volunteer, text me. Text me. I'll see it on here. And um, Paul, I think Paul's on the schedule, right? If you want to volunteer, you'll be with Paul. If not, we'll keep the kids up in here. So just text me if you would like to volunteer. And if by the end of announcements nobody has volunteered, we're going to have the kids party with us. And it'll be great. All right, um, first order of business, um, those of you who are visiting, welcome. And the bathroom is through that door and kind of this way. Okay. Um, also, okay, so we are still moving forward on the sanctuary, the building called the sanctuary. Um, and our first Sunday will still likely be Easter Sunday. Um, but I would love if you have any questions that you want me to ask Joe before our first meeting there, if you would text them to me, then I can have something really organized for when we see her, when I see her, okay? Also, I am checking into price for the retreat. 
which is April 14th to 16th. My guess is it's probably going to be around 200 per room. So, like, if you share a room or if your whole family squished in a room, it would probably be 200 for the whole family. Now, that's if prices haven't gone up for the retreat center, okay? Or if there's a couple singles who want to share a room, then you would split that cost. So that would pay for both housing and also for um, the price for David and Wendy and their, their family. It's a very, very, very low price for David and Wendy. We'd love to do a love offering to give them more um, for coming to speak with us. It's a big you know, distance for them to travel, a lot for them to really pour out. Um, and then also, Wesley Waddle is coming up. And um, I, they, I know they need volunteers. So April 22nd. And if you're up, up for volunteering, you can sign up online. And if you want more details, talk to Robin. Right? Nobody has texted me, which means the children are with us. You guys can, um, parents, if you want to pull out some of the tubs in the back, you may. You know they're labeled odd, uh, they're labeled odd and even for the week, right? Okay? And it says that it's color coded, just in case you've forgotten. But you can pull them out. Okay. Um. So before I, I have our friends Steiner and Ruben share whatever's on their heart, um, I wanted to just say a couple things about what I think God's doing uh, here. I believe that, uh, you know, these recent weeks have been God stirring us up and basically preparing us for what's to come. There have been a number of people um, who have talked about, uh, you know, a, a John the Baptist or forerunner type uh, feel to what was happening. I was thinking today after I talked to Michael on the phone, um, I was thinking today about how John the Baptist was like, some people were thinking he was the Messiah. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What I'm bringing is, it's, I'm, it's not even worthy to tie the shoes of the one that's coming. Um, and of course that spoke to the person of Jesus and the person of God in Jesus Nazareth. But it also spoke to the demonstration of power and the impact it was going to have on the land. John had an impact on the land. You know, it says all of Judea went out to him. There's been an impact here, you know. Tucker Carlson wanted to come to Whitmore and John Edward front and center and Davey and making national news. I mean, 50,000, some say, uh, estimate 50,000 people. And when we got news from Norway here tonight, um, God has sounded um, and made his voice known. When he did that with John the Baptist, people were like, whoa. And so people flocked, just like people have flocked here to Wilmore. Um, As I was talking to Steiner and Ruben last night, I was I was saying that uh, it's probably a pretty safe statement to say uh, that I've been the leading babbler uh, for the last two decades, probably in, in Wilmore, about God doing something uh, big like revival. 
Now, Davey's given me a run for his money since he moved here in 2017. <laughs> He's been a regular babbler about it, too. Uh, and I say that in um, an honoring way to myself and Davey and those who have believed uh, for this mighty move of God here in Central Kentucky, and particularly the way he was going to use little Wilmore. Um, and I believe that um, it was legitimate what God did and what he is doing. But I want to reiterate, I believe we've just cracked open the door. Uh, and the analogy came to me as I was talking to my Norwegian brothers. It's like Jesus just went and tapped. And that tap is just like, I want you to pay attention because I'm about to like drop down as the greater four. And like, now I've got something to say. It's a whole different thing. When God does this, when he does anything, you know, it says he touches the earth and the mountains smoke. Okay? So he touches the earth and a volcano starts to puff a little bit. Okay? But then he comes down, puts his foot on the Mount of Olives. Then he opens up his voice and roars and the volcano of agape explodes. The enemy's destroyed and people's hearts are melted. That's what we're looking toward. That's why this ministry was raised up. This ministry never made any sense apart from welcoming the mighty move of God. It wasn't my idea to set up the ministry. It wasn't Karis's. It wasn't Uncle Tim's. Um, anybody's. God wanted this set up and he said from the very beginning, I'm doing this so that I can have a servant who will open the door. He was very clear that it's not going to come from you. It's going to come from him, from heaven, from his heart. But he's like, I want a foot washer. I want a butler who will serve me and will help the people receive from me. That's why we're here. We're here to open the door and let the Lord have his way and help people. That's who you guys are. When I speak over you guys, all stars, that basically I'm saying you're great. But Jesus said the greatest is the servant of all. You guys are all stars. You're great because God has prepared you and is raising you up to serve the people of this region, to help them. So get ready, okay? Um, I believe that God is going to, even as Steiner prayed something about this last night, logistically, you know, if, if God just did a finger tap and we had to shut the city down and state troopers wouldn't allow people in, what's it going to look like when Mount Christ erupts? We're going to need some help logistically. But God has that all. It's not like God's like, oh, well, I poured out my spirit. What are we going to do now? He knows. He has it all in his mind, what he's going to do. Um, but just get ready. Um, so I want to say that, and then the other thing that's connected to that, uh, as you guys know, I have been regularly at West Jessamine High School. Uh, I'm there every day of the week. So is Gloria Bard. Um, it's really cool seeing Gloria um, in the hallway and just being able to be there as, as a representation of dwelling. And then I'll see Uncle Tim there too as he subs there from time to time. 
And then I see Emma every day in the halls. Uh, we've got this path where I'm going to class at certain parts, and she's going. I'm like, Emma and Haley are coming up soon. There they are. So it's really cool. Um, and I am uh, just loving these kids, loving being there so much. I didn't want to miss Friday when they called off for the wins just because I feel such a strong grace to be there, such a love for these kids. And uh, I'm going to the regional semifinal game this Monday in Lincoln County uh, to cheer on the Colts, and I'm supposed to be riding a pet bus with kids, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do the pet bus because the sign-ups are supposed to be Friday. Anyway, but here's what I want to say about that. I know God has Gloria there. He has me there. He has others of you in the school systems for uh, a strategic purpose. But I had this thought on Wednesday, I think, um, maybe it was Thursday. I had this thought of what happened back in 1995. Some of you guys uh, may have heard about this. I know uh, Bob Moore would have been, you would have been here in 95, right? Or were you in the Dominican at that point? Okay. Well, I, I know you know about what happened. So in 1995, uh, May of 95, my mom was driving me to school. I was a sixth grader, and we we're on the way to school, and the school, there's a sky turned black, and as we're driving, I start seeing uh, telephone poles and power lines fall like dominoes. Like along the road, mom's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We're driving towards the old Y gas station, and so she pulls in there, and there's like people huddling there, like crying inside. And so we got inside, and it was just black and wind and stuff flying, and like I said, power lines. Uh, I mean, just looked like little toothpicks. The winds were so strong that day that there were uh, little straws from McDonald's stuck in wood uh, posts. Um, and what happened, Jessamine County made the national and I think even international news. Uh, that May of 95J, because the the school was hit. It hit directly on the school, which was then Jessamine County High School. It completely ripped the roof off the school. So they, they came with like helicopter shots, and you just looked down, and you saw the classrooms. Like, it, there they were. Um, the kids had just gotten to the school and, and had been kept on the bus. There were bricks and signs that flew through bus windows. No fatalities, right? No, no, nobody was. And there was one person, uh, one student, who was uh, seriously injured. But um, no, nobody died. God was gracious and merciful. And the, the thing that got me the most, and I, I saw this with my eyes, the football field, you know, you've got uh, the bleachers, aluminum bleachers, massive aluminum bleachers. We're not like talking about like bleachers when you go to like a peewee uh, game and they're just like, I mean, those bleachers would be heavy. You couldn't pick them up by yourself, one person. But we're talking about like the bleachers at a big high school football, which can sit hundreds of people. The bleachers had been rolled up into like an aluminum foil ball on the middle of the field. That, that I mean, you look there, and I've never seen or heard of anything like it. You know, they, they were a 
giant steel ball in the middle of the football field. So, uh, they even made t-shirts, which of course Jessamine County would do that, like, I survived the tornadoes, never forget in May 95 or something like that. And then you could, like, a couple years later, they were, you could probably get five of them at Goodwill, because people just, like, uh, whatever, give away. Um, but that was a memorable day, and I was thinking about that before anything, before I heard anything about wind, uh, strong wind, I was thinking about that, and I was, I had this prayer in my heart, I was like, God, rip the roof off of that school again. Let there be an open heaven over West Jessamine High School. There have been so many prophetic words from people all over the world about God going into places where it's not conventional. And particularly a lot of prophecies about God going in and just taking over schools. And whatever the manifestation, I would love to see bodies just of kids just under the glory of God, like walking through the halls, like, oh my goodness, stepping over. People are just like like in, in ecstasy with Jesus. Uh, but whatever, whatever manifestation, I just want the, the top ripped off of West High. So it's just so interesting that I was thinking about that, thinking about, and then I, this is Thursday, and I go in to drop Zion off a of gymnastics practice, and as I was thinking about that, this lady is talking to her other friends, she's like, yeah, well, she just said that she was there in her house, and um, she went down to the basement, and then, you know, the sound got really loud, and she looked up, and all of a sudden, there was no roof, she was just looking into the sky. And I was like, I was just thinking about that thing. And then Karis texted me about, you know, whether it's not going to be school. Um, and so that's probably why that woman was thinking about it. But to me, it just was an encouragement. God wants to rip the roof off of Jessamine County. And yeah, I've got a particular investment uh, and I've got a particular focus, a particular prayer for West High where I am. But you guys each have a sphere of influence. John Edwards at West Middle. Some of you guys are in, in different places. Chris is at Toyota in Georgetown. Open heaven over Toyota. That would make some. Uh, that would make an impact on the bluegrass region. But I want us to get ready for that. For the kingdom of God to come. For angels to be ascending and descending. For Jesus just to have His way. For Jesus to be King of the bluegrass, and for people to salute Him. <clears throat> So, you know, get ready for that. And uh, I'm going to ask my brothers to come. And basically, you know, I, you guys can both take the mic at the same time where you can rotate. You can talk for a couple minutes. You can talk for as long as you want. We just want to receive you. These men have come here. And this is what I, I saw last night as I was praying with them. They have come here to pay tribute to the king of Wilmore. To the king of the bluegrass. That's what, though, though that, might, that thought might not have been their mind. They were like wise men who came to just put their hearts and their treasure at Jesus' feet, king of the bluegrass here. That's why they're here. And so we want to um, receive that. You know, Mary and Joseph, it was, a, it was a gift from these wise men to the king, to Jesus, but it really helped probably pay for Jesus' diapers for the next couple of years. You know, that stuff was a real financial blessing. So we want to welcome the treasure that Reuben and Steiner carried. And I'm telling you, look, meeting them was one of the highlights of recent years of my life. I just met them last night. That's, that's who they are in God. I'm like, man, 
Jesus Christ is among them. So um, I'm humbled that they're in our city. I was so humbled that they were in my house last night. I'm so humbled and honored that they're here at our meeting. I just ask you guys to open up their hearts, whether they say something for 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Um, let's just receive what Jesus has given them to give us. Can we pray? Is it okay I pray in tongues? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just have, have to ask to be polite. But uh, okay, let's pray. Shikha pralarana shikibuna. Kibrana sikibrialana sikibuna. Obralana sikibuna Lama ma bradana Shuku Brolia Babrana Masiki We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are worthy. You are mighty. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Shikabrala Rama Holy Spirit, just rest on us. Just blow your wind. Holy Spirit, blow in this place. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. Do a valiances. Do a valiances. Pokalages. Insolages. Do a maktiases. Love it now, Do a maktiha. Do a suha. Do a konga. A ingen so begha. A ingen so begha. We ask for it now, Jesus. We love your presence, God. We love your presence. King Jesus. We come in as coming. You're the King of Kings. Our greatest honor is to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. She Back home, I love to ask people just lay a hand on people next to them. You want to do that? Just, that's okay. Just let's just pray for each other. <laughs>
refreshing of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, we can never get enough of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's never, it's never too much. It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Refresh us, Holy Spirit. I don't want to live on yesterday's wine. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Not only every day, so many, so many times every day. You agree? We need it all the time. I want to live in the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, just come. Breathe on us. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Okay. Well, it's great to be with you. We're just some two Norwegians coming here. Yeah. And, uh, the whole reason for us coming is when we heard about what happened in Asbury, it just stirred up a hunger for more. And it was not only us. I, I think I think God is doing that in at least the whole Western world. Uh, and, and we've met many people from all, all around the world actually this week. And, and, and I believe what God is doing here is stirring up hunger. And I really believe it is a John Baptist movement. It's like it's like the thing that comes before, because because hunger creates prayer, and revival always always comes after prayer. So I I, I believe he's, he's stirring up hunger, and so we just had to come and just and be here. And we knew that they they stopped the public meetings before we came. But, but we believe in impartation anyway. So we just came here and uh, this Monday and we started just outside. And we just, it was so cool. We, we drove in to this town and we could just feel the presence of God. It's just, we walked into the presence of God and it's, and we just stayed there and prayed. And, and uh, after a couple of days, they started to let, let us in because. <laughs> <laughs> There were kind of like 10, 10, 15 people from all over the world that just came and prayed outside the building. So they kind of, they thought they had to let us in. <laughs> so like for one hour every day, they, they, it's like two to three, they let us in there and just to either and soak in the presence of God and, and to just, and every time we go in there, we just start to cry. Because it's just, 
You're longing for Him and you're longing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're longing for His kingdom. And this is this is this is just the beginning. This is just a little little glimpse, but but it's, it touches us deeply. And um, I don't know how much you know about uh, Norway and Europe and the, the, the spiritual situation in Europe. But in Norway, it's between 2 to 5% Christians. This is actually the most Christian city I've ever been to. I've never seen so many churches. <laughs> it's crazy. We drive around here. It's like churches everywhere. Um, but Norway is one of the nations in Europe with, with the highest percentage of Christians. We, we, so God has really called us to do something in Europe. And our cry, our prayer is, God, give us another chance before you come back. Jesus, give, give us another chance. Give Europe another chance. Because, it, because we have such a strong Christian heritage and history in Europe. We have, we have histories of revivals. And, but the last three generations have, have turned away from God. And now we have, we've done the statistics because we, we pray for Europe. And there are over 700 million people in Europe going to hell. 700 million people. And, and one time I, we, had a, we had a mission trip to Germany, to Berlin. And I just walked around in the city and, and I just saw the, the hundreds and thousands of young people in the city. And I knew they have never heard the gospel. They have never heard the gospel. And it just broke my heart. So that's the reason we are here. Because I just ended up on, on the street just laying flat. In the street corner in Berlin, just crying and saying, God, if you can use me, if you can use us, preach the gospel again to the to the continent of Europe, to our nation, I will do anything. So when we heard things were stirring here, we just had to come because we are desperate for a move of God. We need the Holy Spirit to pour out. First of all, first of all, to revive the church. Wake us up. Because his people is, is the answer. He wants to use us. He wants to use his church. So he need, we need to wake up. We need a move of the Holy Spirit just for our sake. And to be gripped by his heart. So we can be the light in the world. That we're supposed to be. So that's the reason we are here. That's the reason we are staying over there and praying. And so many people from all over the world is coming and laying beside us and crying out for God to move. And we really need it. It's, it's, it's pretty strange to be a European being here in the U.S. because I don't think you know how 
it's easy to see everything that's wrong in your nation. Everything is going the wrong way. See everything that's not good in the church. But for us, it's kind of, don't you see what you have? Are you, do you know how it is to be in a really secular country? <laughs> Come on, wake up, people. Wake up. But you're going the same direction as Europe. You're just not there yet. You don't have to wait. <laughs> you don't have to wait to wake up before it, it's so dark. In our nation now, we are. I talked to my family last year a lot about the possibility of going to jail because of preaching the gospel. Because all over Europe, um, we have hate speech laws, and and uh, it's starting to become illegal to preach what's sin. What the Bible calls sin. So we have. I have to talk to my family about, about we can go to jail. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the new conversion therapy law is coming in, in our nation now. Will make it illegal to. If, if my, I'm married, I have three kids. If one of my kids feel that they are the opposite gender, it will be illegal for me to say no. God created you a, a boy or a girl. That would be illegal for me, and I would go to jail to say that. <laughs> the only reason I say this is it creates, you, you, can, you can choose to look at the darkness and you can be discouraged. Or you can look at the darkness and you can become desperate. And you can start to pray. And you can choose to give everything. And say, like, I will lay my life down for the gospel. I will live my life, my whole life, for revival in my nation, for the kingdom to come in my nation, in my continent. I want to see our generation, the last generations, come back to Jesus. So that's the reason we are here. And being here, and just feeling the atmosphere of this little, I like the picture of Jesus just tapping this place. He creates faith. And back in, in, in my church, even before we came here, just seeing the, the pictures of people worshiping created so much hunger and faith. The last Sunday before we came here, we just worshiped and people, we, during worship, it was something different in the atmosphere, and people were starting to come in the front and, and just bow their knees and starting to repent of their, their sins. We hadn't planned that at all. We didn't invite people. But something was stirring. 
So God is doing something so much more than Wilmore, Kentucky. He's doing something in our generation. He's doing something in the Western world especially because revival has been, been decades of revival in the third world. But we need another chance. Both North America and Europe, we need God to break in. So I'm so happy to be together with you guys that love the presence of God and are you're burning for revival and hosting the presence. Uh, so this is our heart. And I, my prayer is that our, our testimony and our us coming here to also create some hunger in you guys. So God, awaken our hearts. Wake us up. We don't want to sleep. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes. We want to live fully abandoned to you. Everything we are, everything, everything we have, we want to live for you. We want to lay everything down. You are the treasure. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for this new season. This new season in our nations. You are waking up your church. You are waking us up. You are stirring up hunger. You are waking us up to seek your face and to pray. To repent. To go all the way for you. To cry out for more of your spirit. You are waking us up. you're making a way for a real move of God. So use us, God. Use me. Can we just, just pray for God to use you? Just Just wake up your church in Wilbur, God. All your people here. Wake up. Wake up the people. Your church in this the whole state, God. Wake up this nation, God. <laughs> we honor you, Jesus. And we know that you're going to shake. You're going to shake the whole world, God. We are going to see. We thank you for the last couple of weeks here. It's just a little taste. Okay. Hi. I'm Ruben. Nice to meet you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, some amazing days to be here, and uh, also to meet you guys. 
we lucky enough to be invited to Tim's house the other day and yesterday to your house and we great regrets. It's uh, been an amazing time. And um, so this morning we just figured out we had to go to Cane Ridge to do a prayer and uh, um, that's also spoke some history that we want to bring back to Norway. And um, I really felt that God had a message to you guys. And um, <laughs> I was actually battling this message a bit because I don't want to be like um, this guy that points fingers or stepping on toes or anything. But um, So I asked God, why do you want to give this message to these people? And, and he said that because I think that, uh, he said that dwelling will be... Um, vital in a part of uniting Wilmar. Um, not only the city but the churches to be united in and uh, also to the surrounding churches and the surrounding counties. Because when you have been lucky enough to have your as Tanner said that you actually don't see how lucky you are to like have all these churches and Christian people and, uh, and stuff like that. And, I felt that when when you're actually lucky enough to have your answer, prayer answered and to host a revival like you actually did here these past three weeks, um, it shouldn't have stopped here. And it didn't, of course. You still have God's presence here and people are still getting, um, people are still hungry and coming here and stuff like that. But, um, there should be a place where all these people still could gather to worship and to pray and to to receive the message and then bring it back because three weeks isn't enough, you know. Um, um, in Matthew 25, Jesus talks about this man, uh, the man with the, uh, the talents, and uh, and. Um, Yeah, this city was giving me some talents, some gifts, some answer prayers. And uh, in a way, there should be some way that the churches came together and actually contained this a bit, a bit better, you know. I, I, at least that's what we feel. And I feel that God is also saying the same thing, that, that um, there's, there's room for more. And also, when you talk about this tapping, you know, um, it's coming to, it's coming back and we need to be ready for it. Not just you guys, but we also in Norway, we need to be ready for it. And how to then stir this how, how the best we can for it to be a place where people can come and worship and, and uh, even if it's, is, is it a tent outside the city? Is it, is it just a stage where people can come or what? It, I don't know how it looks, but I just feel that when this next is coming, we need to be ready. Um, one thing that confused us a little bit when we came that we, we checked out some different churches and, and um, some websites and everything where to go to worship and um, one website actually said um, we are doing services for everyone but we are not hosting the outpouring of the Aspirin. 
And then it's like, okay, but why are we doing research? And um, yeah, so actually, I felt that I felt that this this church you're dwelling, you're supposed to be some kind of unity, the, the frontier to make unity in the city and in through these churches and and to make that landing place even bigger, because it's not contained to that school. It's supposed to be contained to this city, this county, this this even you know the state and also throughout the world, you know, and um, and I just. Pray that we we understand the gifts that we have been given, give them, and that we can uh, that we know how to contain this next time it's coming because it will be coming. And uh, yeah, and um, as I said, I'm not the one to start pointing fingers and everything because I'm not been containing the gifts that I got either. You know, this this last couple of years I've been. Very distant from the Lord, but and um, yeah, but this trip like ignited something in me again, and just for me to stand up here and just share this is uh, is something that God told me that I, sh- I should do, and and uh, so I repented this morning for from not doing this kind of t- stuff, and it's also the reason why I felt I have to share this with you guys because. Um, when we invest these talents or these gifts, they will be coming double, but um, even more so. So, yeah. So that's my prayer that we actually open our eyes and see how lucky we are, and uh, that we next time knows how to handle it. Yeah. So that's my message. Message. Um, so, Jesus, I just ask you to open our eyes and to actually see what we have been given. To open our eyes to see that we get our praise answered and that you will show us how to contain this because. We are just your humble servants, and we 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 don't always know how to how to contain this or you or uh, and I just need you to guide us uh, both in life and in church and in everything God. So I just want to bless this church, and uh, this really is a word from you. I ask that it it hits them in the heart. And that uh, if it's a really miss, then uh, <laughs> I probably won't see most of you guys again anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, well, thank you for having us here. It's been uh, really awesome, and uh, we look forward to uh, to hearing uh, more from the team. Well, I think uh, their words and their presentation to you speaks for itself. Um, God's with them. And I really believe that it was God who gave Reuben that um, word for us, and I would even call it admonition. Um, And like the Lord's like, okay, get ready because 
I'm going to pour something out, and I have plans to use you. So get ready to yield. Get ready to say yes. Um, the weight of what he was saying, it's like we're not going to have to come up with a man plan or a human thing. How can I, you know, make God happy by, like, keeping revival here? It's going to be like, all right, like the master gave a talent. It's like, here, steward this. Um, and I yeah. thought it was so interesting when you used the word investment right there. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know when the last time we used investment, really the spiritual thing, but I was speaking about that with uh, personally West Jefferson High School. I was just thinking, man, okay, Lord, I'm investing there and I'm ready for whatever other investment you give me. Um, so I just really think you're right on about that. You know, Steiner and Ruben are just such gifts to the body of Christ and to us. Steiner's been a pastor um, for the last 13 years, right, at, at their church there in Norway. And they're on, you, you're on the west? west coast. You're on the west. And Ruben is on the east coast now with his family, although they connected when Reuben got plugged in with their Bible school and their church years ago, Reuben, I know he wouldn't mind me saying, Reuben was delivered um, from a life of addiction. He had been an addict for 17 years, and God delivered him um, and has raised him up to be such a strong man of God. He's got a wife, a four-year-old daughter now. Um, it's just amazing. He just gave his life to Jesus, um, really made the decision, public confession, in 2016. So uh, what a work God has done. Such a man of peace and a man of God's spirit. Um, and, you know, Steiner, his leadership there paved a way for this man to be raised up. So now they're on either sides of the coast, sending shockwaves back and forth, believing God for Norway and for all of Europe. Um, so we just want to root them on. Uh, I, I believe personally that this is, um, that's the only correction that uh, I'm going to speak to Ruben's word. I believe we will see your face again. I, I believe uh, there is a friendship that's being developed that we won't just wait for eternity. I think God has uh, connected us for a purpose. Uh, I just feel you guys' family it just feels so, you know, interesting and good. Yeah, I pray that God would keep uh, these two and their families in mind. Uh, I think Steiner mentioned offhand that he's got a family, three children, a 15-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter, an 8-year-old son. Um, and so we just want to pray blessings on them, protection and God's fullness for them. And, uh, and his full plan for that congregation there. Um, and I really believe that dwelling ministries, we were destined for them to show up here. That's the way, this is not a dramatic or a fantastic statement. That's the way God works. You know, just like uh, Cornelius and all of his house, they were destined for Peter to show up there. And their lives were forever changed, and it changed the lives of those 
for future generations. I believe God sent them here to our little Cornelius house and that God had something to deposit in us through them. I don't even know all of what that is, but I believe it. I believe in my heart. And I believe they've received here as well. Yeah. Does anybody else have this anything on? I know we're about to close uh, the meeting. Anything in your help, uh, in your heart to like, um, you really feel like is an encouragement to Steiner and Ruben? Any, any a prayer or just a scripture or any word you feel like of encouragement? You can just say it right from your seat um, if any of you had something. Yeah. <laughs>
Perceive that God is moving right now. Um, I think uh, that groan that Jen prayed with um, was important. Um, so, and while Jen was praying, I was uh, seeing. The initials for her name to bless you guys with this. I saw G E N, and what I perceived was get your now. So, Lord, we agree with the Spirit of God, we agree with the heart of Christ Jesus. You desire for no one to perish. And you desire for every nation to be delivered. And so, Lord, we speak over the nation and we speak over these Norwegians. Get Europe now. And we speak over these two. Get Europe, Norway. Get Europe, Norway. Get Europe, Norway. Lord, we bless them from that land that you put a conquering spirit and an exploring spirit within Norway. We see it in the Vikings of old. First the natural, then the spiritual. Lord, there was destiny in that land of Norway to go out and to take lands. Lord, we ask you to use those irrevocable gifts that you've put in Norway and into the very spirits of your Norwegians to go out and to get men for God to get land for God. 
And just like they went and took land in England years ago, centuries ago, let them go to Europe, let them go to England, let them go get land for God. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. Let's say this again. So, Zadok was born on Leif Erikson Day. And and I remember when Karis and Zion and I went over with to eat at the Smith's house, and they had us over and had this amazing venison steak. I guess that would have been of twenty two. Yes, so about a year ago, uh, and they told us over steak dinner that Naomi was pregnant. What'd you say? That's right. <laughs> Zion remembered how uh, Naomi cleverly announced her, her pregnancy to us. But that night, we gathered around, we prayed for Paul and Naomi and for the little child growing. And I remember I was hesitant to say this. I was like, I'm not saying this as a boy, but I'm really feeling like Leif Erikson, something like this, this child being a warrior uh, and being um, just a mighty like Viking spirit. Um, and so then, you know, the little son was born, and now Leif Jacob is in our midst, and his cousin, who was born within weeks of him, was born on Leif Erikson Day. That is so, I didn't know that until right now. And now we got the Norwegians in our house um, to cap it all off. Anybody else? I want to share from Psalm 26. When the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion, we are like those who dream. Then our mouths was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The, one, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. So I just pray, Lord, that you restore Jesus the fortune. Mm -hmm. of Europe, Jesus. Yes. Lord, they have such a great heritage, Lord, that the people have forgotten where the blessing comes from, Jesus, it comes from you. Yes. So Jesus, yes. I pray for an awakening, Jesus. I pray, yes. Jesus, that we can partner with you, Jesus. That this will not stop here, yes. Jesus. That it will flow, Jesus. Yes. It will flow, Jesus. Yes. Continuons cette ancienne terre qui est perdue. 
traveling back uh, with more in your crew than you came with. Um, anybody else have something? So I was actually getting a vision too a while back. I didn't know what to say, but I had a vision finding out that you're both on each coast. I had a vision that you're like a stage crew and you're pulling the ropes before the curtain back. Jesus can take center stage. So I think that's like a prophetic act for you guys to go back and do. Every morning when you rise, maybe just yank on the ropes of that curtain to set the stage. Which is what I saw. Maybe just like I have the only for dinner tonight. Maybe more than I would. I just see that I want to just pray to y'all. So it just so happened my father all out bought three chicken and I put them on the smoker and we have a bunch of soup and a bunch of salad. So, of course, you know, these people know how to do food. You will definitely get that. John, I had something with Robin's vision as well. And I don't know if this is biblical or not, but you know, when the, when the high priest would go behind the curtain, into the Holy of Holies that they would tie a rope around their flag in case they died in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And, and if it had been a while and they hadn't felt anything, they would tug the rope to see if they were still alive. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought about that when you mentioned that vision, Robert, that, that you guys are going into being Holy of Holies. You're going behind the curtain um, into God Himself. And it's going to be such a thing like 
people are going to have to chug the rope. Like, are these guys still alive? Like, um, they're so dead to the flesh and they're so dead to their own preference. Um, that's what I've heard with Norway. I've been sitting here praying your way. Nevertheless, not my way, but let your way be done. Um, and that's what's going to happen you guys. It's like, wait, are these guys alive? I can't really tell. Because they're just so good God. Um, so that's just what I, I thought was a really neat connection to what Rob and Jude. Lord, we honor your word right now. We honor that word. We agree with that word over Steiner and Reuben. We bless them with that because you have made us priests with your blood. You've made us a kingdom of priests. So we agree that these two are priests who have access to the Holy of Holies, who have access and Lord, we agree with the power of your spirit to bring a man to nothing. To bring a man to say, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Lord, we bless these two with the truth of that word. And we bless them to bring back the blessing to their nation. No, your way. No, your way. Not our way. Your way. And we, Lord, receive that message as John Edwards spoke about. We receive their presence as a declaration here that we say, oh, no, Lord, no, your way. No, your way. Your way. Your way be done. Anybody have anything else? Zion, you want to come up and share? I can't reach the mic back that far. I'm afraid they might not be able to hear you. This is my daughter. When I had a vision, when I met Jesus, I was in my sleep, and then I heard, for some reason, I was fighting with somebody in the house, and I was at my grandparents in this big um, chest, and then I came out. And my teacher was there, and my grandparents were there, and I and I wanted to go downstairs for some reason, but it was Christmas time, and I went downstairs, and and I saw and I saw decorations that had just that hadn't hadn't put up yet. Uh, angels and then they started coming alive and I went up and then one of them said go upstairs and praise the Lord and I went upstairs and they were in the room and I did that and there was and Jesus was in front of me so Lord we thank you for the angels that you are sending to strengthen us, even you, Jesus, uh, had angels sent to you to strengthen you so that you could do the full will of the Father. Thank you for the new angels that you're sending that are uh, that are being animated for Steiner and for Reuben and for their families. And I just believe, just like Zion was telling in her dream, uh, angels sometimes get coming to give clear direction, like go here, go there. And I bless you both to, to hear, to perceive, and then to just obey. 
and and find yourselves praising Jesus. Anybody else? Just like you said to the waves, you will go here no further. You are saying to the waves of resistance of the enemy, you will go no further. Anybody else? Just one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh, look out and open share the time and try to But I felt like the the person being dead behind the curtain and tugging with the rope is also your it's also like tugging like wait are they dead or what and I feel like as um, I think it's your friend, I don't remember but I feel like I saw Europe coming out and like, what the heck did, did they die in there but then they come out from the curtain they're shining blinding white light blinding oh my gosh scary like Moses Face white light, you know, come out of there. And I just wanted to say out loud that Europe really isn't dead. Yeah. I mean, it might be like, oh, yeah. okay, is it alive and yanked on the road later? But Europe just really isn't dead. As um, they come down from the mountaintop, how beautiful are the people that come down from the mountain So I just wanted to share that. So I just saw Europe in that same light, too. So what I want to say is I want to speak agreement with that. And the words of Jesus, when he came to the little girl, he said, she's not dead. She's sleeping. We we declare that Europe is not dead. She's just sleeping. And we say to Europe, Talitha Kum, little girl, get up in Jesus name. Exactly that phrase, exactly what you just said. What I heard Steiner pray that in Thomas during music tonight. Um, and I, yeah, I actually made note that I heard him praying that in Thomas. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the authority you put in Steiner's uh, mouth to, to say it and to pray it. We, we agree with that. We honor that authority. Yes. 
it's so rare. It's so rare for people to actually live with Jesus face in the center. Mm. And I just like want to like speak over you and point to you to like stand in front of the crowd and everybody like having their eyes open. Yes, Jesus is the center. Yes, that's true. Steiner to be that and I just see again as I spoke John the, the Apostle John over you Steiner uh, I see that again that your God is going to bring you to that X experience he's going to uh, you're going to be uh, ecstatic you're going to be taken out of one realm into the spirit immediately I was in the yeah. spirit you are going to fall as a dead man like John did before Jesus you are going to know him like you've never known him before. You're going to discover a treasure like you've never uh, discovered before. And, and then that from that place, there will be authority to speak to the churches. Um, you're going to from that dead place. Then God's going to give you authority to speak to the churches like like he gave clarity and insight and a word of authority to John's mouth. He gives his authority to dead men. They don't get in his way. names of cities and 